the Buffalo Podcast. Hi everyone, it's Monique Gordion, and the great news is you found the podcast, a space for stories that will arouse a smile and inspire us as we tap into our collective experiences. Enjoy. Welcome to the Buffalo Podcast, a space for your stories. I am so thrilled to bits to have Adrian with us today. Is going to share a story. Um, I met. Adrian through a course that I did and then I've done a little bit of improv classes with him. So, hey, Adrian, how are you doing? Hello. I'm very <laughs> well, thanks, Monique. Hey, how are you? Thanks for having yeah. me. Oh, it's so good. So good. Um, so, your story. Yeah, well, I thought I would tell a story uh, about, really the story is about how the miracle of how destiny and intentions um, come together Ooh. and have done quite a number of times in my life where, right. where I've, had a, I've had a strong passion or desire um, and then life has just thrown at me <laughs> the exact right person or people oh. or situation where yeah. that can be um, fulfilled. Serendipity. So yeah, serendipity and yeah. the, yeah, well... The miracle, the magic, I don't know how it works, but I know that it does work. Energy, I think. You know, we release energy. Anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, I... Look, this story really starts when I was um, 18 and I was uh, living in Sydney and I wasn't sure at all what to do with my life. I was a musician anyway. One day I was busking on the street in Manly playing my flute and... um, (laughs) And along walked uh, this, this lady who turned out to be, her name was Mechtild Harkness, who um, said, oh, look, uh, uh, we, we vaguely knew each other because she knew my mum. And uh, she said, uh, the, the, the speech and drama training that I run, we're doing our graduating performance in, in an hour. Oh. Why don't you come along? <laughs> and um, so I was like, oh, okay, what's the address? Uh, anyway, packed up my flute, went off to sit in the audience for this graduating performance of a group of, you know, people who'd been studying speech and drama with with her for four years full time. Mm -hmm. And um, I sat in the audience and some of the the first part of the performance was poetry. Mm -hmm. And I was sitting there listening and something happened to me that I've I hadn't experienced before or not since I was a child listening to fairy tales from my parents reading to me, but I was sitting there listening to these poems and seeing the images of what they were speaking about unfold in my mind, literally like a movie and um, magic. You can speak in such a way that you literally transfer your thoughts and imaginations and feelings to someone else. Um, And so I went back afterwards and signed up. I said, I want to start. When can I start? She said, oh, you you know, you can start in a month. Mm. And um, so for the next uh, three years, I I did that that, uh, training, Mm. which was extraordinary. Mm. And anyway, so and then I, um, I auditioned, I got an audition for a Shakespeare company in the UK, flew out, um, got the part, ended up Long story short, um, getting married. I was going to go for two years. It yeah. ended up twenty-three. I got married. Oh. I had, <laughs> you know, had a, uh, well, I got together, had a child, 
got married to someone else, adopted three kids, 23 years <laughs> later, wow. got back to Australia. But so all the time, because I grew up in the most incredible part of Australia in Pittwater, just on the outskirts of Sydney, mm -hmm. you had to get there by boat. I had this incredible love of nature and, and Australian nature. And for Can I ask a question? Yeah. Is that all like the little islands? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's like I've a, read about that. Mm. Yeah, it's stunning. Yeah. Um, it's all national park and mm. little houses on, on bays and islands. Yes, and, yes. and so I had this beautiful um, connection with nature all through my childhood. Mm. And, and I just always loved Australia. So for many of the years that I was in the UK, whilst I was and Europe, whilst I was having an incredible time making theatre and making incredible friends and colleagues, Mm. I was burning with this, uh -huh. this desire for Australia, but I couldn't even really bring myself back here on holidays very often. My mm. wife was always saying, let's go, you know, let's, and it was too, I, the reason I realized I couldn't come back was, was because uh, it was too painful to leave again. So about yes. every five years, you know, she'd talk me into coming. <laughs> anyway, one of these occasions we came back just previous to, to us finally moving back in 2011 when we did um, and I realized that one of the big reasons that I had kind of turned my back on this place that was so dear to my heart was because I realized I had never connected with the indigenous people it, it just wasn't mm. part of culture but mm. our culture white mm. middle class Sydney culture back then, at least not in my world. Mm. And so, and, and yet I had a sense of the power of, of this land. And anyway, I realized, aha, that's the deeper reason why I've ostracized, oh, exiled. That's myself. so interesting, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. And so. Sorry, can I ask, was that because you had started delving into dream time or a, the indigenous culture or it just came to you? out of nowhere? I had done some, some delving, but mm. not, not in any great depth. It was more that it just came to me. It came huh. to me actually landing on the plane the time we came um, four years before we moved back here. So I guess in 2005, uh, 2006, for a holiday, landing on the plane, it was when I had the realization. Oh, beautiful. Oh, Wow. And, amazing. Um, amazing. Connection to yeah. land, right? To country, yeah. as the yeah. Indigenous people say. Hmm, very interesting. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. And then I did have, which I won't go into, but I did have an experience um, later on that same trip where I, I, I was recognised and, and invited to live in this country. Hmm. Um, wow. By, okay. by, yeah. So... Well, I felt that. I, mm. I perceived that and felt that. And so, um, anyway, so went back to England, no, another four years there. And what I realized in that time was I know what I want to do. I want to mm. move back to Australia. I want to bring my family with me. And when I get there, mm. I want to teach voice because that's mm. the thing that I absolutely am passionate about, still one of them. And I want to work and connect somehow with Indigenous people. So, and here's where the, one of the miraculous destiny meetings, well, there's already one, which was 
busking on the street and yes. coming by. Incredible. And that was like the profession for me. It was the only training that would have done what I needed because it was mm. a deeply sort of, as well as being an artistic training, it had a strong kind of spiritual element to it. Wow. And, um, and so language was not just uh, digits and words coding meaning. They were the living kind of expression mm -hmm. of meaning. So, you wow. know, we know that from onomatopoeic words like splash, uh, you know, the word means it sounds mm. like what it means. Yes, and yes. This yes. training was really based on making that really specific so that when you speak, you are not just uh, bringing back dead concepts. You're bringing the, the life of the world back to life through mm. the word. Mm. Where so often language actually kills um, the life into, into the concepts, fixed mm -hmm. concepts. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so a tree, you say tree. Yeah. Well, a tree is a tree. Yeah. And you're not really seeing the tree. But the way these people would say tree in that poetry performance, they would say it in such a way that their imagination had united with their ability to craft the words with the feeling and the resonance and the form. Mm. So you would really see and feel the tree they meant. Mm. <laughs> you know? Wow. So there was a connection. Um, you were able to connect viscerally yeah. with that uh, with the words that's right mm. yeah they Interesting. come alive yeah come alive and so um and so i came back to australia with this strong desire to 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 do voice to teach voice and to work with indigenous people and i came with one of my sons before the rest of the family to find a place to rent found a place. We moved to the Northern Rivers because that's where my dad still lived. He'd never moved away from Australia and I wanted to be near him. So we moved up here and um, I rented this. I don't know why I rented it. Well, I do now. But then it was like an ugly farmy, you know, asbestosy farmhouse oh. <laughs> on, a, on a nursery on a sort of you know, pretty bleak road where you could hear the freeway a bit. And, um, <laughs> You know, Philippa and the rest of the kids arrived a couple of weeks later and she was like, oh, my God, what is this place? <laughs> um, anyway, and, uh, and Halloween, Halloween was, uh, I think, was like, well, they arrived on 20th. Anyway, very shortly after they arrived, it was, it was Halloween and the kids wanted to go trick or treating. They were nine, eight and seven at that yeah. point. And so I said, oh, okay, I'll follow you. And off we went up this little country road that we lived on. And uh, they knocked on all the doors and got to this particular house. And, um, and these, these guys were in there, my dear friends, Paul and Paul. And um, turns out that, uh, uh, you know, they said, oh, yeah, what are you doing here? And our, my, our kids are all in their little English accents. And <laughs> Speaking. That's um, so Yes, we're trick-or-treating. We just moved back to Australia. and um, uh, <laughs> I can just imagine. Oh, sweet. Yeah. And uh, so I got talking to one of the Pauls. Oh, what are you doing? I said, oh, I'm a, I'm a voice teacher. I teach actors. And, blah, blah, blah. and he said, oh, what? Oh, right. I, I teach acting up at this place in a couple of places in Brisbane. I said, oh, right. Where do you teach? And he said, well, one of the places I teach is called the Actors Workshop and the other one's called the Aboriginal Centre for the Performing Arts. And um, I said, right, you've got to get me work. 
you know, you, you just, <laughs> I've come here, I've come here to teach voice and I've come here to work and connect somehow with indigenous Australians. And, um, wow. and then I didn't see them again for, a while I sort of you know every now and again I'd go and knock on the door say hi and you know, <laughs> I like them already yeah. and anyway a couple of months later this friend just stuck his neck out he'd never seen me work mm. he'd only on the basis of a, a couple of conversations um, he he recommended me and because he was so highly respected um, a recommendation from from him was the job yeah. so uh, he got a job doing what teaching voice at the aboriginal center oh my god your vision (laughs) materialized literally yeah literally materialized and you know what and also then at the actors workshop which was remarkably similar to the place that i had done my training in Mm. sydney it was a small um private beautifully run very high standards deeply um uh, a lot of integrity the word spiritualities you know they weren't there to learn spirituality they were Mm. there to learn to be actors and Mm. um but it was held in this real awareness Mm. um and so i got work teaching in both these places and my whole destiny in australia unfolded from from that moment but it was just you know that's the only street where I could have lived, where yeah. I would have met him. Amazing. He's the only person yeah. that, that could have got me that work. Amazing. I mean, because you don't, they don't advertise, you know, um, mm. for those sorts of jobs. It's all through mm. word of mouth. Mm. Um, you know, it, it, it was just one of those things. And then from there, this particular friend, Paul, um, also then taught me because he he is a very experienced corporate um, presentation, communication, leadership, facilitation. Um, He's master uh, in that. And he then took me under his wing and mentored me and taught me all that stuff Mm. and got me work in that whole field as well. So that's interesting. I didn't didn't know you did that. So that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I've been doing that for the 10 years, really, that mm. I've been back in Australia and before a bit, but mm. he really... So it's just how life can... can oh, how an inner intention, which in my case, in, in both those cases, finding that particular speech and drama training and also finding that particular friend and colleague mm. and mentor came from these deep intentions where I was really committed to following my heart. Yeah. And against all the odds, like who would drag their family of, of five from the UK to Australia with no work lined up, no mm. possible income, mm. very few savings. And, and I did selfishly and as it turned out, um, serendipitously for everyone in the family. Yes. But just how the intention and life and the the threads can come together. Amazing. And it's happened again with other yeah. connections here. But that for me is the miraculous story. I love that. I love that so much because I think, well, you would know this very well, but 
when we try and push for things or grab for things, we may get them, but there's a different feeling or energy about the whole thing. But when we uh, just sit and open ourselves to receive um, and to give as opposed to take, do you, yeah. is that something you think you align with? Absolutely, yeah. And, you know, somehow I think it, 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 it was a feeling not even of me wanting mm. this or wanting that. It was more like, it was almost like, ah, when I heard that poetry and that performance. Yes, yes. Ah, here it is. Here's the thing that I always knew I was going to find and that my whole life up till now has somehow prepared me for. So, then, yeah, curiosity is, is, sorry, I interrupted you. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. Yeah, curiosity and, oh, look, I said at the beginning, I don't know how this stuff works, but I just yeah. do know from experience that the number of times where my intention and my deep heartfelt passion, if I followed that, mm. it doesn't, it's not necessarily that life is easy or that mm. the circumstances unfold without any um, obstacles or interruptions to the flow, but they unfold in yes. such a way that the opportunities are there mm. in that, miraculous ways. That's really uh, inspires hope, hope actually in me, you know. Um, I mean, I've found things like that in my past, but to mm. hear it afresh from you is just, inspires hope within me you know that that things just come about so naturally it's beautiful yeah and it it takes i think a lot of courage for, for i mean i didn't feel courageous i I, mm. oh, I just felt like me doing what i have always done yeah it can take a lot of courage to follow a, a sort of passion that doesn't seem necessarily like there's quite a place for it in the world, but but for anything new, mm. of course there's no place for it in the world because it's new. <laughs> yes. When yes. you when when you follow it, um, things happen. Forces are at work, it seems. Where yes. and then you know what I also meant for that particular friend, Paul, has mm. been deeply. Uh, uh, and I know this because he said it to me that it's nourishing and it's also opened up worlds for him. Oh, so that's beautiful. Also mutuality and these yes. threads of destiny. Yes, yes, uh, that's good. Mm. Oh, so, yeah. wow, that's um, that's an amazing story. That's just so beautiful to hear that that thread, that that international thread. You know that it it just has carried on through time and space. Yeah, yeah, and it's sort of, for me, that dynamic, I'm really curious about how that also plays out in smaller ways, like those, those are big picture things. Um, yeah. But on a day-to-day -day level, the story of my days, mm. um, if I have intention for the day, and if then my senses are open, and to how that might be mm. met for, um, mm. then the day suddenly becomes rich with little 
I will say miracles, with yes. little miracles where my question is answered suddenly. Or, yes, yes. Or, so you're actually heightening your awareness. Because if we just go yeah, through the day yeah. oblivious to the other around us, then we can miss these little things that pop up. Yeah? Yeah, if I get so obsessed with the thing that I plan that I have to do and da 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 then I'm blinkered and I don't actually see what's around me. And mm. Um, mm. when I have something going on inside, even as I go about doing the things that have to be done, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's uh, the possibility for, for the future to step in. That's what I think. Oh, that's beautiful. How the future will step in. That's beautiful. The possibility that the future will step in. I love that. That's a beautiful thing. <laughs> I love that. I may it put is. that. I may put that as the title of this of this chat because that's just um, a little succinct, beautiful little phrase that can that opens up so much. Um, yeah. On yeah. that note, I think we may um, draw our chat to a close. So sure. So great to hear that story. I feel honoured that you shared that, and I'm sure our guests do as well. It's very hopeful and encouraging. So thank you for sharing your story, Adrian, on the Buffalo podcast. Oh, thanks. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. And until yeah. next time, all you wonderful listeners, um, have a great week. And, look, feel free to contact me if you have a little story um, or a big story that you'd like to share with everyone because we're here to just bring a smile and a bit of joy into this world. So thank you, everyone. Until next time, go well and live in joy. Cheers.